hello, this is Tom Jacobs from uh, tdjacobs.com. This is the uh, addendum or the extra, the bonus, the overflow part of The Soul's Journey, episode 139, which is monthly drawing, drawing winner, Michael. And uh, almost an hour of that has, uh, is airing actually today as I record this, Wednesday, July 29th. And um, this is the extra, the overflow. Uh, when I do these kinds of readings, I don't typically, I'm not rigid about time. So we, we actually went over a little bit. He had three questions. Most of this third question about Jupiter right on the midheaven natally is answered in this, uh, in this uh, bonus, the bonus part. And then he asked me something about channeling ascended masters. You'll get, you'll, you'll hear it about light and dark and and uh, and that kind of thing and navigating these places. And then I uh, got me to, he got me to, he um, somehow mysteriously commanded my essence to reveal a story that I've talked about sometimes. Uh, I think I've written about it a little bit. Um, but to give him an example, and so we ended up going over, you know, like an hour and 25 minutes total, something like that. So I hope that you enjoy this. And this is posted exclusively on SoundCloud on my channel, Tom Jacobs Astrology. And uh, what's going to happen is at the end of August, the soul's journey on Contact Talk Radio will go away. This is a Uranian opposition. I am having my Uranus opposition. Uh, where natal Uranus in your chart, in my chart, is opposed by transiting Uranus. So it has gone 180 degrees. And I'm in the thick of it. And this is, uh, for people alive today, and I am actually 42 years old, um, sometimes the age varies a little bit depending on where you were born in Uranus's cycle. But the idea is you have to reinvent something. You feel trapped by existing structures, even if they have been great, you suddenly realize that you're trapped and you don't feel free. So as I evaluated what was stressing me the expletive out, the show on CTR is what came came forward. And after months and months and months, I mean, I was losing sleep over this. I was talking about it with confidence over and over again in circles. <laughs> After months and months and months, I realized what it was that was bothering me about it and why I needed to move on. And I'm going to uh, do an episode here about that soon. Today's this is not the time and place. Um, today is a time and place for you to hear the bonus stuff from Michael's Michael's interview. So thanks again to Michael for uh, for playing with me and uh, for being a willing uh, participant. And as I said. Uh, episode 139. So there have been 139 episodes as of July 29, 2015. The archive, which you can get access to for 15 bucks, of 139 episodes. 139. Uh, this is at tdjacobs.com. Uh, look for the radio or podcast page, and you will and you will find that. So I hope that uh, you enjoy this, and stay tuned on SoundCloud for more. This is where you're going to find original consistent, awesome sauce audio from me as a podcast. And what we're talking about in the first part of the conversation is where I left off in uh, episode 139, which aired on July 29th, which is uh, Michael's question about his natal Jupiter and Aries right on the midheaven. And you may be seen 
because of this, as a natural leader, even when you are very clear you're not ready. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's when people meet me, they never know that I'm a Cancer. Exactly. Cancer. They think I'm a Leo or an Aries or That's right. something way more fiery. That's right. And it's real about you, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not the whole story. It's, it's, it's how people see you from afar. So like, if they walk up to you real close and one on one, they see the Leo ascendant, right? If they see you from afar, like across the cafeteria at work or something, they see the Jupiter on the ascendant. And Jupiter is this, um, it's like the boon giving planet, like, like gift giving boon, you know, and boons and favors and, um, it's also the, uh, merry making planet and, uh, you know, eat, drink and be merry. Sure. And it's a planet of excess and bigness and risks and, and having faith in something just because you have faith in something doesn't mean it's warranted, you know, so it can also be believing in something that's not worth believing in. Anyway, people see that part of you from afar. So they'll see you as a, as a risk taker. They'll see you as somebody who's probably into extreme sports or loves rock climbing or jumping out of airplanes. And you might or might not, but like people might just make assumptions about you and it's, it's part, it's partly this. And also the idea of taking charge of things. And, and because we want to believe, we want leaders. Because sometimes we don't know how to do things or don't feel like we can be leaders about certain things. Um, and, uh, so, and sometimes we, um, want someone to believe in. And so sometimes you might be picked to be a leader. Sometimes you might be picked to be the face of something. Uh, we would love to have you on our team because, man, your form when you kick the ball is awesome. It's like a stupid example. We want him on our team because he looks good when he's kicking the ball. We don't even know yet if he can really follow that up with any real skills. He's graceful or whatever, right? He look he looks good wearing that uniform, so we want him on our team. You know, like, yeah, regardless of how it actually works out. Um, yeah. So they may actually project on you that you can help them or help save them, especially because it's an Aries, and that's a sign where we sometimes rescue people. So sort through, just realize a note for your life in general. If people want you to be in charge of something, whether it's this project for two months or this group of people indefinitely, right? Yeah. Sort through what they want, what they're motivated by, what you want, and what you're really, like, in this situation made of and what you think you can offer. Okay. Jupiter on the Midheaven says, I have a ton to offer. But you get to choose what you engage with. And and this is also a sign of, like, you can show up to be charming, but other people may also be charmed by you and charm you into taking on things that you don't want to do. Sure. In the, yeah. t in the time, it's not you don't feel used or dirty or something or taken advantage of, but yeah. you may realize, like, three months later, I don't want to be in charge of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So evaluate everyone's motives. And... You know, it's it's uh, seductive to be appreciated. It's awesome. Yeah. But, you know, just do it for your own reasons. And again, energetic flow and that Lilith wisdom of, does this work for me? Then it's okay. If it doesn't, it repulses me. You know, I have this, like, visceral reaction. You know, 
my stomach turns, I get this weird rash for an hour when I have to call that person. You know, it's like it's a little like my body's saying hell no. Yeah. 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 So so that's the idea of Jupiter. Um but Jupiter's also about now that's all the kind of like I kind of try to ground Jupiter stuff because I don't like to say it's an awesome planet, it's good luck, whatever. But there is this sense of opportunity can become apparent when we're on Jupiter's frequency. And so so these things about people saying to you, please be in charge of this or do this or or we see you this way, that also can bring wonderful opportunities. And and the I think you're going to already vibe with this just from how I experience your energy. But realize that if you get a bunch of um, opportunities that stink or that aren't for you, just you know being gracious and and appreciating that they see something positive in you, even if you say no, you know that keeps the door open for good things. And the more we say no to what we don't want and don't like and can't vibe with, the more that the things that we do like and we can vibe with come in. So even when you say no, or, you know, let's say 30 people try, you know, let's say, I don't even know what you do for a living, I have no idea. But let's say you work in this company that has like a thousand people, and um, you're on some team or some group that works with a bunch of different teams. And let's say that 12 people over the last three years have tried to get you to project manage something that, that you could do, but, you know, maybe it's even part of your job, but somebody else is more qualified or something, or you don't have experience in that particular area or whatever. Every time you say no, the more gracious you are, even if it just really bothers you that they keep asking, you just say, oh, no thanks, that's really not going to work. Or this could be in the situation of job interviewing. You know, it's like, what's really the right thing? I have these, these, these you know, 10 interviews, I have four offers, they sound great, but three of them are too shiny. Like there's something too shiny about it. So the idea of opportunity is there as long as you don't, how do you say this? Like, as long as you're not seduced by the things that are shiny that aren't real, then you can see the things that are shiny that are real. Okay. My teacher, Steve Forrest, said uh, uh, in a recent workshop, he said uh, something about Jupiter. Um, all that glitters is not gold, but some things are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of the things are, are you know, some of them are great, but, yeah. but not everything. Yeah. <laughs> and that makes sense. I mean, I've had a lot of um, experiences with just a lot of, even growing up, like growing up in a really uh, good neighborhood and having a lot of opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And I'm then experiencing like a lot of darkness over about a two-year period of time and coming out of it just really getting into a swing of not swinging over so polar over to good or bad, but just being neutral. And it's opened up a lot of doors and just interests and even like esoteric people like yeah. that are kind of um, a little bit, um, I, don't, I don't know what to call them, but by other people, they may not be studied because they're considered dark, like Aleister Crowley or, you know, the whole Golden Dawn organization or yeah. whoever. And, and it's, yeah, I kind of laugh at it now because it's places I would have probably never went before. But now it's, it's. I mean, that's really one of my main curiosities. It seems yeah. like is is uh, seeing the light in the complete darkness. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, that's good with the Pluto in the fourth. It's like to be really aware of all those contrasts and, 
you know, Pluto and the, well, the Sun and the twelfth with Lilith, and that Moon and Pisces in the eighth always come back to these this this you know triumvirate here. But but that but those water sensitivities, you know, those um, planets in water signs and water houses, you know, can make us sensitive to energies and you know can make us feel things. All that stuff in you is this signal system to keep a check on the vibrations. Because this, you know, m- you know, Mars above the horizon in the 12th, like giving off Mars energy, Leo, strong, loud energy. You know, the Saturn Uranus in the 5th, you know, when I have something to say, I really do. And Jupiter on the midheaven. You know, people can see that fire and assume things about you. And you could totally write your own ticket if you didn't mind feeling crummy about some of the things that you're doing. But but then you have these these you know three water things that are like yeah but I am aware of what may not feel great or what may not flow right you know what other people might say is darkness I can actually see the light in there I'm aware of how things work here and I'm a, I need to be aware of the flow so but you know it's kind of like things don't need to catch up with you years later if you're present. If you make decisions from a grounded place. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, that fire and water, all that strength with those things, like you're talking about, or you're mentioning the fire and I mentioned the water, I think that to let all those parts work in harmony is the key. Because to be afraid of Aleister Crowley because of what somebody else said, or, you know, or to not be afraid of him because somebody said you should be, like, whatever. Like, all, all that stuff. You know, and I've had I have that with the Ascended Master I channel because um, Thoth and Jehudi are said to you know that's the same guy. They're said to um, work with anybody. They'll even work with the forces of evil or something. You know, people. I've worked with a lot of um, intuitives and mediums over the years who've been trained to fear him and to avoid him because he works for both sides, and they see it in terms of light and dark, good and bad. And his perspective is. I'm here to support each being in its evolution. I will help everybody because you're all evolving. If you're doing something destructive, it doesn't feel good. I'm not going to avoid working with you. I'm going to help you evolve consciousness. Even if it looks like you're using me to do bad things, you're not, you can't Yeah. like, cause anything that looks bad is just part of your evolution. I love that. So, you know, if you're somebody who hurts people and you need help evolving, I'm here. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody who saves puppies and rescues kittens out of trees and you want to evolve, I'm here. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's actually a great, you know, like you mentioned, like what Ascended Master, you know, should I work with? And, you know, that perspective that you said, like the light and the dark and seeing and, you know, I'm just, you know, not really getting caught up in either part of it. But having that curiosity, he's a great guy to work with or to, to get to know because... He judges nothing and he teaches us to judge nothing and to engage with things so we learn about their vibrations and then we learn to make choices. Okay. And like with his support, I've learned how – this is just kind of a random example that, you know, is just what it is. But I'm going to share it with you because this kind of inspired to. Um, When I learned – how to do mediumship, like working with dead people, I, some of the people that, that I was around in mediumship circles had these fears about light and dark. And 
I got a pretty intense crash course on seeing beyond that um, that 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 level of duality or just beyond duality and owning light and dark within me. And when I did that, I was put in these positions that scared a lot of other people and encountering some spirits that would be said to be evil. And my job was to hold my relationship that's, that was, that was whole and complete with light and dark, right? Owning my shadows and, you know, not being afraid of what they would do because I'm not afraid of what I might do. I'm not afraid. And essentially I had some experiences where I came up against, like it it actually gets very kind of dramatic to spell out details, which I don't think I'm going to do, but just encountering beings that are really, really nasty. And I look at them and I, you know, they can't scare me. They can't affect me. Right. And I'm, because I am not there to fight, I'm there to do something else. And I actually do want, if you have time, I want to give you one other example, like one concrete example. Okay. This is great. Okay. I appreciate this very much. And I, 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 frankly, I love talking about this stuff, but I, I try not to a lot because it, it does sound a little sensational. But oh, I could <laughs> talk, talk to you about it for hours. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so when I started learning uh, mediumship, I, I would go to these circles organized by a new, at that point, friend of mine who had a meetup group. This was like in the LA area when I lived there. I knew her through a job in an office and people connected us because I was doing intuitive work and they were like, oh, you do that? Hey, so-and-so in IT does that. So so I started having lunches with her periodically and she would give me great feedback and she was very connected to guidance and very helpful. And she said, hey, I run a mediumship group. Why don't you come and explore it? And I was like, hell yeah. And I, you know, that sounded, that sounded awesome. I would never have thought I would do that, but she was willing to teach me and I was like, that's great. I trust her. She's clear and loving. So I got involved in these circles with her. When I would get into the circles, I would get a crash course by my guides on how to do things. Wow. So it was like, not not like a million things, but it was like when I needed to learn something, it was like in the Matrix when they, they plug into the, <laughs> that yeah. per, and it's like, I need to learn how to fly this, this XYZ helicopter. And you just, you learn it, download it right away. It was like that. And I was, it was the most crazy thing I've ever experienced. I would be shown how to do stuff. Wow. And shown how it works in these other realms is it's imagination. And if you imagine and hold a vision, it's true. Mm. And so one of the first things that happened was I got invited to a small group thing. Um, I think it was a third experience I had. So this is really a big deal because it was so crazy. Uh, go to this person's house, one of the people in the group, and there were going to be four of us, including the woman who lived there. And she said she had a spirit who had lived in the house decades ago and was interfering with her. Now, when I got there, what the intention they had was to have a seance circle, right? Because this guy had killed these people. This guy was a serial killer who was never found out and not famous and is just some guy who'd killed a bunch of women over decades. And he killed some of them in the house. The spirits were still there. He, as a spirit, was bullying their spirits. So we were going to help the ladies cross if they wanted to and just break up this rhythm, break up this pattern. So 
they so the person who runs the group asks me to sit to the side like at this like kitchen counter thing and then they were like six feet away at this kitchen table and they had the seance circle they set up the glass like the victorian thing yeah and they open up the space and they're like your job is to hold him at bay while we help the others leave and I was like, uh, okay, no idea what's happening. I have no idea how to do this. And then the woman who lives there found all this very amusing, which kind of rubbed me the wrong way because she, I don't think she felt like anything was wrong. And she's kind of just found it amusing. I, anyway, she walked over to me and had something in her hand and held it out. And I just kind of instinctively, because I'm, you know, I'm a primate. I just held my hand out as a response, right? And she and she dropped these set of this like two keys on a keychain in my hand, and I got this guy's energy, and I got rid of the keys right away. She didn't realize that it would be a big deal, but she was kind of amused by it. I was kind of pissed off. So like this whole like you know weird thing where I got shown his energy. They were his keys. Wow. That were like you know on a hook in the garage decades later and she found him like that kind of, you know, like, like years later. So it was scary, but yeah. it was important because when we opened the circle 20, 30 minutes later, I knew what was happening. I knew who he was because I had just, um, so to speak, like gotten a whiff of him. I had see, I felt his energy. And when we opened the circle, I was shown that I have access to, and this is this is what's crazy why I don't talk about this stuff because it is whatever. I'm gonna, I'm just going to tell you, but I I was shown that I have at my disposal this army of beings who are kind of alien beings who will help me fight darkness and evil. Wow! And I was like, what the hell? And I realized they're behind me, and. My job is to hold this guy back, right? This guy, this this dead guy, is really aggressive and nasty. And I'm shown... This is all happening in seconds. And I am shown that my job is to hold the vision of what I want to do, which is gently hold this guy to the side. I'm not fighting him. I'm not wrestling him. I'm not trying to tie him up. I've decided that he's going to be to the side. And what these beings do, these... They're gray, faceless beings. And I... Anyway, so it's, it's like... And, and I'm like the first bowling pin. And then there are like hundreds behind me. But I'm at the front. And I was like, this is... How... This is crazy. What... It, you know, and I'm just trying to deal with this. And they're like, we vibrate whatever you're intending and help you make it happen. Wow. We and I style. That's... Yes. Exactly. Yeah. But they're like your decision like like you have to hold this vision you have to know that you are strong enough in you know your wholeness as a loving divine being to hold this guy over without fighting and struggle you have to know that you're stronger than he is wow. you have to decide that you're stronger so hold that vision and we amplify this effect and so it was like they were doing it, but I was doing it, but they were helping, but I was in charge, but I was just figuring it out. It's just like this whole download that happened super fast. And I held this guy to the side and it did take a little effort because I could still feel the 
like acidity and the, he's you know like like I'm yeah. trying to remember like uh, I'm trying to think of some like fictional character who's you know but he's just like swear like the swearing and threatening constantly and okay. you know like um tr- just trying to think of some like a you know yeah, I've never some, seen uh, Sin City before the yellow guy in Sin City no I haven't seen that okay yeah he's kind of that okay sadistic yeah sadistic and threatening constantly like threatening me and everybody else and he's trying to push through and i'm just holding this ground that's amplified and supported by these beings who are apparently i'm not the only human they connect with but i've done that in many lives with them so they're like yeah we do this for you across time and you do some cool shit and we're just we're here like we help you we help others but like we're you know we are at your disposal and I've done other things drawing on their strength, but that day really changed my experience of my human self because anything was possible. Yeah. And so I've, I've really endeavored to bring that sense of, or that relationship with imagination and self-confidence it back into this world, mm-hmm. into my, my daily life. And when I do mediumship, when I do these things, all the different kinds of mediumship things, when I come back, I'm always like, what's wrong? Because I have a little extra like weight, like I'm, I'm a little overweight, but in that world, I'm not because I'm just very lean and energetically. I'm very lean. It's just my physical body. I just have eaten too much and haven't exercised enough. So, so it's like this weird disconnect, but I've tried to bring that confidence through and, and it sometimes comes through. Um, but that darkness, in the moment, it was very stressful. I knew I was fine. I was amazed because it was like they were telling me, no, that you're strong and you're strong. Yeah. And I use the example of like, you know, in my counseling practice and teaching, like, you know, do you know the, or, you know, what's the difference between a person who has decided, you know, has confidence and somebody who doesn't? And the one person has decided to be confident. <laughs> and so our attitude and mindset creates a vibration. And that's what we're really talking about with everything we want to do in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I also, that, that day, as part of a series of experiences, taught me a lot about the difference between what's really happening and what my mind thinks is happening. Because yeah. suddenly I was a character in a comic book. Right. Right. <laughs> right. All of a sudden, snap of the fingers. <laughs> Seriously. It was like, yeah. Yeah. Like they open the space. They ask in our guides to help us, blah, blah, blah. They open the space. And then this thing happens. And it's like, you know, this is, it, 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 I'm just, t- I'm telling you part of my origin story, I guess, if you want to say it that way. Yeah. Um, but, but in, in these other realms, imagination is key so like if i do a meditation event and i say to people send cords from the bottoms of your feet and your root chakra down into the earth like what i do with the the empathy mp3 meditation that's linked from my homepage, when we imagine that we're doing it yeah and so and if i say breathe the energy of the earth up in your body on your inhales which is part of that process it actually happens if you imagine it it's you know and then if i say decide that you're no longer willing to carry you know uh the fears of your ancestors and send them down through the cords of the earth on your exhales 
Like eventually it starts to happen because you choose it. And and that's the secret of everything I do. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. That's You're welcome. That's amazing. That's if <laughs> if I can ask you just one little yeah. thing, actually, yeah. is if you had any maybe first steps or suggestions about channeling, I know I hesitate to even say this to some people, but I yeah. think you'll get it. What I feel like I'm supposed to be doing is channeling masters like i that's what i want to do okay. that's what i've always felt like but i've i've been very discerning in who i tell that to sure and i've been i've always been very interested but it really hasn't come out until i don't know maybe it's been recent um but it's always been an urge but it, it it's more of like okay now i'm pounding on your door this is the thing that you need to be doing yes yes so, remember during the reading, uh, the private reading, right, that, that I did a few months ago for you, um, we ta- I talked about that Pluto in the fourth, the foundation, really looking at what makes you angry and what feels really strong or what, 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 are, what hurts, uh, what makes you anxious, if anything, or, or what you might be afraid of. And that, that, all that stuff about Plutonian stuff that we think is darkness, but we need to make friends with to balance and love the shadow and all that, all that stuff. The, the thing about connecting with guides and working with masters is that they exclusively communicate over frequencies of love. So where we start is, where anybody needs to start, is to go through their history of regret, judgment, bitterness, grief, pain, disappointment, into one by one, reorient, or I I talk about rewriting the history of these experiences. Because the facts happened, but the brain will say something like, well, that painful thing happened, and it'll, it'll make up a story that's kind of baloney, because it doesn't understand the higher truth. So we have to go through this photo album in our emotional histories and reframe why these things happened. And we have to do that with the perspective of guides and soul and masters. Okay. So we all, so the way to do, the way to begin working with this is actually in this kind of pre homework phase, this, this uh, prep work, which is evaluating fears uh, grief, pain, loss, disappointment, bitterness, betrayal, you know, our regrets. Working on all those things very intentionally because though anything in there that vibrates with fear will either block temporarily or prevent us from connecting with those higher frequencies. So, and I, I teach a class called the Intuitive Skills Development Class, which is for this. And some people want to channel, some people want to connect with their guides, or some people just want to, you know, clean up their history or rewrite their history or heal a health problem. It's all germane. But but they say how, if somebody says, how can I learn to communicate with my guides or with masters? I say, let's talk about what you're afraid of because those frequencies need to be altered. Yeah. It's kind of a complex answer, but we work on what is wrong, past and present. And 
really reframe why things have happened to us. Like, like an, another example, if you listen to the show, you may have heard me complain about this and I, I can be amused about it right now, but yesterday I was not amused by it because I live in the low desert. So I go outside, I live in Tucson, Arizona, I go outside and I bike everywhere and that's my choice. Um, when I have had extra cash to buy a car, I actually invest it or I do something else or I take a vacation. Like I, I choose to bike and that works for me. It worked in Boston. It worked in LA. And here I am though, in this place that is surrounded by four ranges of mountains and a convection of an effect happens and the wind blows everywhere all at once. And it sounds crazy and I don't get it. I don't understand how it happens. But basically, I can go on a bike ride and have the wind like 10 to 20 miles an hour in my face the whole way there. And I can turn around and have it the same exact force in my face the whole way back. So I get paranoid and I think the universe is working against me. And it's okay to laugh at this because it's absurd. Because I'm like, that's not how wind works. Like, that's not how it works on Earth. Why, you know, as I'm going... I see somebody going the other direction. I'm like, he has the wind at his back. Like, why are you picking on me? And I get this little paranoid Pluto in the 12th thing. Like, God is working against me. Like, okay. So the fact is that there are four mountain ranges, and wherever the wind goes, it just ends up swirling, and it's crazy and chaotic. That's a fact. So I have to constantly rewrite my reaction to what my, my assumption about why it happens. Because it's not true that God is working against me. There's no God to do that. Like, I'm God. You're God. We're, you know, my cat is God. We're all God. So there's no, like, dude with a white beard on a marble throne trying to, like, pin me down to stick a a frowny face sticker on me because I did something wrong. But that's the karmic imprint. So my brain goes, you know, life is unfair and this stupid crap. But the fact is the universe is not trying to harm me and push me and hold me down because when I get home from this, I feel like I've been in a mosh pit for two hours. Yeah. Like, I just feel jostled and I'm all aggravated. But it's it's not what I think it is. And that's... The, so everything in our history that... In our emotional history that bothers us or hurts or hurt then that we feel like we've healed or we maybe forgiven somebody or done a lot to let go of it, we have to make sure the caption under the photo reflects the truth about agreements between souls and what we're here to learn and why things truly happen from guides, souls, masters point of view. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so we go through that process. So I teach that class. I'm I'm actually developing a thing right now, which is only about the lower three chakras for probably like six weeks. And then after that, I'm going to do another intuitive skills thing probably early in the year um, which is like a seven week course. Um, okay. so anyway, so I'm developing on that, but, it, but, but, you know, keep in touch about that. And, and I, uh, you know, follow me on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, or my email list. Cause I'll definitely announce it. Cause this, you know, I, you know, you've experienced me as an astrologer a few times, but really what I do is help people kind of re-engineer how they experience their lives and part. And that, that includes consciousness upgrades and development and tools and, uh, I think you just, I think you just received a labradorite, you know, from yes. Anna. You know, these tools, including the crystals, and you know, that that's one of those. That's one of those things. Uh, but yeah, I'm really doing that with astrology being one tool in that toolbox. 
that's that's great again thank you so much i i appreciate everything and you're welcome i appreciate the extra time talking with me and to hear about your origin story that's (laughs) that's quite amazing it really is so cool you're welcome you're welcome so there you have it again this is tom jacobs on the web at tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and an energy worker and channel. And there was a ton of channeled audio, astrology audio, energetically charged crystals for healing across time and in this life. All kinds of awesome stuff at tdjacobs.com. And I look forward to uh, doing more audio for you here on SoundCloud. Take care.